0: Chapter 12 of The Sick Man's Comfort Book by Reverend P.B. Power. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Chapter 12. Comfort in the Thought of Our Departure Hence I put it thus, departure hence. I might have said death, but we invest that word with such a cloud of terrors, with so many false thoughts, that I shall call what is known by the name of death as simply Departure. All sorts of gloomy thoughts come into the mind by nature when we think of leaving this. We associate it with pain and distress and separation and loneliness and strangeness and fear of the unknown. Many, even of God's dear children, need much comfort in view of this parting from earth. One great comfort will be to believe that arrangement is made for everything connected with it, not arrangement by ourselves. Or any near and dear to us, but by the One who from the beginning has arranged all things. He who has ordered the movements of all the heavenly bodies and the relationships of all earthly things, times and seasons, summer and winter, clouds and sunshine, he who is so active in all connected with life, is equally active in all connected with what we call death. My first great comfort is from thoughts that. Arrangement is made for everything connected with my departure hence. The needs of that time may be many. They can be known to but one, and that is God, and he who knows the needs is the one to provide the supply. The little infant that is sent into this world, so strange to it, has everything provided for it by the one who sent it. Those who are sent by the same one into another world shall not be worse off. And if God is arranging we may surely leave it all to him he is the one who knows the needs of the road we have to travel we are warranted in leaving it all much of our trouble in life comes from the practical unbelief which makes us want to do ourselves as well as leave god to do but under no circumstances can we do anything here and therefore to trouble ourselves about so doing is folly indeed Be still in the consciousness that you are arranged for. Think with trouble neither of the great things nor of the little of that journey. Your Father's mind has settled all about them. That Father is God himself. All his power and goodness and wisdom and love have been at work. He has been working in Christ. He who departed himself knows all about departures. And so we may say with the psalmist, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. It is the believer's privilege to refuse to think about anything connected with death at all, to leave it all, to lie still, to believe that God will be equal to himself, that there will be no miscarrying, no coming short to us of his purposes of love, and surely there is no small comfort here next as to our thoughts on this subject things often become almost substantial to us by the way in which we think of them and by the amount of the thought we give them thus it is that the way in which men think of death makes it so gloomy they connect it with pain and rending of soul and body and the loneliness and coldness and outsideness of the grave and with many such sad thoughts as these But let us train our minds to something very different from this. There is no such rending asunder of the soul and body as we suppose. How many deaths are painless? How many are mere goings to sleep? How, over and over again, have we seen that, when the time of departure is drawing near, there comes with it a strange sense of resignation, of peacefulness, a kind of charm seems to take possession of the one about to depart. No doubt there are many cases which people describe as dying hard, but in the first place, physicians assure us that what seems to us to be suffering is none to the apparent sufferer, and even if it were, it is probably no more, if as much, as many a pain already endured over and over again. Let us hope to sleep in Jesus, to depart even in this respect in peace. We know not the moment when we lose ourselves to the outer world in sleep, when we become practically dead to it. We shall not know the moment when we go hence. I sometimes think that the departure of the soul from the body may be more gradual than we suppose. It may fleet away more than we think. Sailing away to a far distant land, as the shores of this country gradually become dim, I remember thinking, Perhaps thus will it be with me when I die. The soul may be loosening itself from its earthly tenement for a while before, and when the time comes there may be but a very slender thread to break. Yes, perhaps nothing which can be described by the word breaking at all. A receding of this world's shore, an indistinctness of the objects on this strand, an increasing distinctness of those on the other. I seldom cross to the Isle of Wight, but I think of this, i see the shore i left gradually growing dim and the one i am going to gradually becoming clear and i say perhaps it will be thus with me when i depart let us say to ourselves i shall sleep in jesus nor need we fear the strange the unknown the little babe who comes into this new world has no fear all is strange all unknown but it is not born into any fears on this account Let us try to surround our departing time with such thoughts as these. We are going to our Father. We are provided for by our Father. Our Father is in all. We are going to a place, to friends, to life. A home and not a grave is the true ending of our earthly life. We depart to be, as we say, dead, but really to live. End of chapter 12.